Hello everyone, how are you feeling? Thank you for tuning in and welcome to the first ever episode of my podcast, Writing the Flow. My name is Joanna and I am your host. And wow, I am finally saying this. It honestly feels so surreal that I am finally doing this and I am so excited for this podcast. Like, if you are one of my friends, you are probably sick of me (laughs) talking your head off for the past, mm, I want to say four, maybe more months, uh, about how much I want to do this. But hey, we are finally here recording and hopefully if you are listening to this, that means I didn't hate it that much and I actually uploaded it. So yeah, shall we begin? title of the episode you probably can kind of guess what I want to talk about in this first episode and to be honest I was really unsure what I wanted my first episode to be about and I was putting so much pressure on myself because I wanted to choose the perfect topic if that even exists. I was trying to decide do I make a trailer or do I talk about something and Hey, I guess this can actually be added to the list of reasons why I didn't start sooner, which, again, you might have guessed is what we are going to be talking about in this episode, podcast episode. Um, Yeah, Um, while I was walking to a cafe the other day, I started thinking about how excited I feel about this podcast idea, and this has been in my mind for, again, so long. Um, Let's say the beginning of summer but probably a bit longer than that but yeah let's say it's since the beginning of the summer and I am excited but I also feel quite anxious so the other day as I said when I was walking um this anxiety just started to really creep in and I I was just thinking about all of the reasons why maybe it wasn't such a good idea to try and I'm talking about the usual, oh, the field is oversaturated and blah, 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 which is all true, but it is not what I want to talk about. And yeah, I decided to try and make this whole anxiety, I don't know, riddled passage thing into something productive. Um, I got my phone out and just started listing all of those reasons, um, mostly just to get them off my head. And to be honest, I did forget about this list for quite some time. And then I found a few days later, I just realized that actually that was the perfect first episode because those reasons that I listed cover some of the topics that I want to talk about later in other episodes on the podcast. So yeah, it gives me a chance to introduce some of the topics and it gives me a chance to introduce myself. So yeah, let's dive right in. Let's start with the first reason on my list and what I've written down is my accent. (laughs) If you're still here, you've probably noticed that I have an accent and it is not your typical one per se. Well, I guess this is a good time to finally fully introduce myself. My name is Joanna. I am 22 and I currently live and study in Scotland. And I'm in fact um, in my last year of my Master of Art course in 
English literature and creative writing, which I love, by the way, and I will talk more about later on, probably. Um, but yeah, I am not originally from here, I'm not from Scotland. I was born in Bulgaria and I lived there until I was 19 and I moved to uni, basically here. But I, I have been passionate about learning English my whole life. I, I think the first word that I learned was when I was in... Well, I didn't go to kindergarten, but preschool. Let's say preschool. I was five, and we were learning the alphabet. And I think, I think the first one is obviously apple that we learn. Um, and I feel like I, I vividly remember sitting in that like I don't know. It wasn't like an actual room where you study, but yeah, um, in that room that we were studying English and looking at the um, the new alphabet because obviously it's a different alphabet and thinking. I am going to learn this. But yeah, basically what I'm trying to say is that I've always been passionate about learning the language and I've devoted quite a lot of time in practicing, getting better and I actually sat and passed successfully, yay for me, my, um, the Cambridge proficiency exam. I think it was four years ago. But yeah, I think what I'm trying to say is that I know that I know the language and yet I... I am aware that I have this accent that just makes me feel so insecure at times. And I mean, the level of insecurity that um, in first year of uni, uh, it had me almost not speaking to anyone because I was worried that they would, I don't know, make fun of me. Probably not in my face because we are adults. But I was just thinking, oh, they'll make fun of me or... Um, they won't be able to understand me or I'll mispronounce something, make a fool of myself. And yeah, I was just, ugh, it was just so bad. I was just so anxious to speak because I was like, oh, they'll know that I'm not from here, which, yeah, obviously, hi, my name. <laughs> but yeah, it is a lot better, fortunately. But there are still some moments where this insecurity, this anxiety resurfaces and makes me want to hide somewhere, basically. For example, once I was at a very, very, very busy cafe trying to order some latte, but I somehow butchered the pronunciation of that and the barista made me repeat it three times, which mm, triggered my anxiety so much that I felt like I didn't speak English and I just wanted to run away and hide and forget about my warm, warm coffee. But yeah, there are other times um, where in my head... I know how to pronounce something, but for some reason I get so nervous and just butchered the word completely, which uh, makes me cringe physically, to be honest. Um, a friend of mine jokes about my, let's call it special take on words like yellow or pillow, which I pronounce differently sometimes and see now I am saying this and my head is very confused about which one was the right one and did I just butcher it or did I just say it the right way but we're gonna move on because we don't want to delve too much into that hopefully um but yeah what else um oh yeah I really hate when I see some fancy schmancy word for the first time especially those right from French, please, why? No. Um, and yeah, when I have no idea how to twist my tongue, essentially, in order to say that thing. And as luck would have it, obviously, that would usually happen in one of my literature classes when I'm analyzing something and I would have to play this tongue twister game out loud in front of everyone. Yay, we love that. We love when that happens. Yeah, 
Well, I've been obsessively listening to all types of podcasts over the past few months and I guess it is a me thing or it is more about the podcasts I've found, but the ones I listen to have almost all been from native speakers, which yeah, made me doubt my desire to make one. Because every time I started thinking about it, um, there would be this voice in my head that would tell me that no one would want to listen to someone with a strong accent or that people would get annoyed or, I don't know, make fun of me if I mispronounce something, which please don't. Or in other words, first year of Yonimi came back to bite me. Don't get me wrong, I still feel very, very insecure um, about this as I'm sitting here recording this right now because there are moments that this resurfaces, as I said, and I, I get anxious again, but there is just so much quality that I want to share with you in those episodes that the pull to do it was, I don't know, stronger than my fear, I guess. And hopefully, again, as I said, um, you'll be able to understand me, it won't be too bad. But yeah, I guess in a way this is more than just an accent. It's I feel like this is just a part of an overall feeling of um, inadequacy that I've been dealing with while questioning oh where do I belong as an expatriate and this is definitely something I will talk more about in when its own episode it deserves its own episode but I guess what I'm trying to say is that for the past three years I have been trying to find an answer to this question of where is home and what it means to belong which, by the way, is also a huge part of my dissertation, which I'm working on this year, which I am honestly so excited about because it is a creative writing dissertation and it is going to be very, very exciting to write when I finally start doing that, which I should be doing now, but we move on. <laughs> but yeah, as I said, we move on. Let's go to reason number two. And this is the infamous imposter syndrome. Now, this is something deserving of its own whole episode. I definitely have that plan for the future. So I'm not going to go too deep into it and like explain why or how to deal with this or something like this, but it is one of the reasons that put me off from starting my podcast for quite some time, so it deserves being mentioned, I guess. But yeah, back in the beginning of summer, um, I was sharing my idea with a friend of mine who just genuinely, very genuinely asked me, oh, but don't you have to be the best at something or to at least have made it, you can't see me but I'm doing air quotes, um, in order to have a podcast. And I am sure that they didn't mean it in any negative way or trying to be like discouraging or something like this. They were genuinely just asking a question. But it sent me down an overthinking imposter syndrome sprinkled spiral, which we all know is not a lot of fun. And now some of the topics that I want to talk about in this podcast are freelancing, the importance of obviously trying this in your 20s, about productivity, multipotentiality, resilience, neurolinguistics even, and so on. And I'm obviously not the best, again, air quotes, in anything, but I am so passionate about all those things. And I, I just feel this burning need to share this with more people, which is why I really wanted to make that podcast. I, I have been recommending to every single friend of mine, and by recommending, I might mean being that very annoying person who won't shut up about this, but let's just say recommending to every single friend of mine to just try different types of freelancing and just side hustles and just to think more entrepreneurially. As it, this truly changed my own perspective. And I 
dare I even say, go be cheesy and say that it changed my life over the past few years. So obviously, I want to do the same for the people I care about. It makes me so incredibly happy when someone tries something that I have recommended and then gets back to tell me how it has gone or what they've tried, that they've tried a new side hustle and now they have that opportunity or that opportunity or something like this. It just hypes me so much and it makes me so eager to do this on an even larger scale. As I said, I will, I, I will talk about this to every single person because it really opened my eyes for some things and I want to do the same for other people, obviously. So yeah, what I'm trying to say, you know, is that my imposter syndrome can take a lovely hike in the rain, which we have a lot of here in Scotland. But yeah, it can take a lovely hike in the rain as I am here to talk about all those things, all those topics to anyone who has ears and is willing to listen. But yeah, reason number three is that sometimes I tend to take myself too seriously. Yeah, here it is. I said it. I have been thinking about this podcast for so long, but... I kept on seeing it as this huge thing and just put so much importance on it. And don't don't get me wrong, it definitely is important to me. And I I am very passionate about packing as much quality for you in those episodes as I possibly can. But what I mean is that I turn it into this enormous thing in my head, which just intimidated me so much. And just, I don't know, it sounded so scary and so distant. And... Instead, what I've decided to do now is just take it in step by step, which, you know, usually makes a task feel so much more achievable and within your reach. And I feel like this really goes hand in hand with the fear of being seen, which now that I'm saying this is quite ironic in itself, because this is perhaps more... Probably, yeah, it's, it's perhaps the only medium I use in my freelancing that does not involve me being seen and I can be as cozy and homebody looking as I want which currently am I am sitting in my cozy fluffy set with a cozy robe on and my blanket on top of me because yes my flat is cold but what I mean is that this fear that you're going to open up and allow people to see your vulnerable side and in a way you're inviting others to judge you And for a moment that did put me off from starting, I was scared, naturally. But you know what? I I want to be vulnerable. I want to be completely honest. I want to be completely transparent here. As this is what I value in others' podcasts. And when I hear people being themselves, this is something I'm impressed by. This is something I enjoy and this is how I connect with people. So I want to do the same in my own podcast, obviously. So yeah, we can count on this as my commitment to be absolutely frank and stand by every word I say. See here, like go back to the timestamp or whatever. This is my commitment. It's official. And also, while we're on the point of calling ourselves out, here's reason number four, which is soft versus bold action. And if you are someone who's passionate about self-development and all that good stuff, you probably know the whole concept of soft versus bold action. But if you don't, basically, um, soft action is when you tell yourself that you're working on your goals, but you're not actually taking those big steps that scare you. The soft action is basically what fuels your to-do list. Like, it makes you 
feel like, oh, you've accomplished so much, but at the end, you haven't really moved the needle that much. You know, it's something like, oh, I'm going to send this email or write this description or something like this. But on the other hand, bold action is what matters, essentially. It is making this website, launching your course or like publishing that YouTube video or recording that podcast episode. <laughs> I mean, yes. Um, but yeah, again, there will definitely be an episode on that later as I am so intrigued by this idea. But I was guilty of being stuck on the soft action like, let's come up with a list of episode ideas or design the cover or the description and so on. And while they are important in the long run, I was avoiding the bold action which was hitting record, which we're doing now, so yay. But yeah. And reason number five, the last one, is that I know myself. I know that I am a perfectionist who overcommits and wants to do it all, and wants to do it now, and give everything 100%. And I'm not saying that this is bad, definitely not saying that that's bad. I do take pride in what I do, but I also know that I can burn myself out and what well, I have badly in the not so distant past <laughs> in fact it was last year around this time of year it had gotten so bad that I used to sleep for barely four hours a night and I don't mean occasionally I mean consistently for two three I think it was three months um I used to cry myself to sleep almost every night which it's a bit sad now that I'm thinking about it or even just break down crying in the middle of the day while buying milk because I was just so tired and unfortunately that is actually not a hypothetical example um I vividly remember um so I was walking into little it was 8 a.m it was after the gym um and I just broke into tears at the milk section because I was so overwhelmed and people probably thought that I was crazy and I do remember like obviously it's early in the morning so people are like dressed all in like suits and like going to their jobs or something like this and they're trying to do some grocery shopping and before that and they obviously see a (laughs) there is me a girl in her gym set with her tote bag holding a milk and just randomly crying her eyes out which yeah fun times fun fun times yeah I was pushing my closest people away at that time. I was constantly busy, constantly overworked. I was in a state of complete lack of creativity. Another thing I do recall is in November, um, during NaNoWriMo, which, for those that don't know, is the National Novel Writing Month. And this is basically where you attempt to write 50... Yeah, 50,000 words in a month, which I had successfully done three years in a row prior to last year so we're back to zero now but back then I had done it for three years in a row so I was like I'm obviously doing this again don't care that I'm doing 10 things at the same time I'm doing NaNoWriMo as well and I did try to do it and I think it was day eight um it got so bad I hated every single word I was seeing on the page you know read so forced like so artificial I cringe physically thinking about this so yeah you can imagine it was bad and I remember sitting at a cafe with a friend and trying to write and I honestly panicked because I I felt like I have lost my creativity forever or something like this so yeah 
basically, I was worried about adding one more thing to my tasks now, as I don't want to go back there. I don't want to be crying in the milk section at 8am at little again. Because um, although that might sound like a funny image, it was not that fun at the time. Because as I said, I'm currently in my last year of uni, so I have the pleasure of working on my dissertation. As well as that, I work as a freelance editor slash beta reader slash proofreader slash something. Which, believe me, I will talk more about in later, later episodes because I love doing this. And I also work separately as a tribe influencer for an investment company in Edinburgh. And tribe influencer it basically means I do a bunch of marketing tasks, a lot of research and copywriting and other just occasional bits and bobs pretty much. But yeah, I also started doing an editing course, which basically feels like I'm doing two degrees <laughs> at the same time some days. On top of that, I have a YouTube channel where I talk about writing, share writing tips and vlogs, which, as I said in one of the previous reasons, I commit to be very transparent and honest here. I need to be more consistent with my YouTube channel. I was so consistent last year before I got burned out, and I haven't really gotten back to consistently posting since then, so... Um, this is my commitment as well to go back to consistently posting there as well because it was a lot of fun and I love it. So yeah, I'm going to go back to this. But yeah, what else? Um, oh yeah, I as I said, I'm in my last year so I'm trying to hang out with my friends as much as possible because after that year, after we graduate, everyone is going somewhere different so you're trying to make as much as, as many memories um, as we can now. And one of my... One of the things on my non-negotiables um, list every single day is that I also try to like try and stay active during my days and be consistent with the gym. So I try to go there four or five times a week at least. So that is one more thing we do. And yeah, you get the picture. I do tend to keep myself quite busy, but I cannot complain because all of those those things make me happy and I do thrive when I'm busy. So it is not complaining, but I'm saying that at first I was worried about adding this one more thing to my plate. But just again, I feel so strongly about those topics that I I felt worse not to talk about this. And just the longer I put off starting this podcast, the more I wanted to do it. So we'll see how that goes. But I'm very, very, very excited to share with you what I've learned so far in my 20s or Although I, I do know I'm just citing them, obviously. But yeah, what I'm also yet to learn, hopefully together with you by my side as well. And yeah, I, I feel like that is a good stop for a first episode. And actually, now I plan to start my episodes with three short segments thingies every week. But it just felt very weird having them at the beginning in this episode because... Honestly, who wants to hear about my word of the week if you don't even know my name? <laughs> um, well, I just mentioned one of them, which is word of the week or intention of the week. Um, I have been obsessed with Stephen Bartlett's podcast, Diary of a CEO, which hopefully you've heard. If you haven't, please go check it out because it is amazing. And yeah, I've been obsessed with that podcast for quite some time. And I remember in one of the episodes, he was talking about setting the right intention at the beginning of the day and how this can really affect your mood for essentially the whole day or even the whole week. So I decided to share my intention or word uh, for the week at the beginning of each episode so you can have some time to take yours as well. And today, that's just get started, which obviously it's very thematic to what we are doing right now. 
The next segment I plan to have, and personally, the one I'm most excited about, is some form of self-development concept or exercise, or useful material, or strategy, basically something of that sort. This is the core of what I'm trying to do with my podcast, and something I'm truly, truly passionate about, so this is definitely a segment I want to have. And this week, I wanted to talk to you about habit contracts. This is a very intriguing strategy that the author of Atomic Habits, James Clear, talks about, and you've probably are sick of hearing the name of that book, but it is so good. Um, It's basically those habit contracts are a verbal or written agreement in which you explain your commitment to a certain habit and basically the consequences of not following through. It's a real contract. Basically, it is a contract. Then you find one or two accountability partners who will sign off the contract with you and... In the example he gives in the book, he was talking about some, I think he was an entrepreneur of some sort, and his name was Brian Harris. So Brian was the first person that the author observed to implement this method or strategy, and what he wanted to do was lose some, like a couple of pounds after um, his baby was born, and his accountability partners for that contract were his wife and his personal trainer. And I'll give you a quick example for myself, so you can see how that would work, but you can probably find templates online. But basically, well, for example, if I were to set such a contract, I would do me, Joanna's number one objective for quarter four of 2022 is to Mm, let's say dedicate half an hour of creative work each morning. Then I would write a little bit more of what exactly I'm planning to do to enforce this habit. And then I would list specific objectives towards this goal. Like I'll wake up an hour early so I have the time to do this or I'll eliminate all distractions during that the half an hour and so on. Basically, you get the gist. Then I would list the consequences of this and choose something that obviously wouldn't want to do, like going to run, go for a run in the morning instead, which and I really, really, really hate running, especially now in the rain and cold. So no, thank you. And then as a last section, I would just talk about accountability or how I will be held accountable. And for example, I would text my sister or whoever I've chosen as an accountability buddy. I'll send them a picture of what I've done in, those, in this half an hour or I'll just record a voice note or something that will basically show that I have completed my goal for that day. And then, yeah, just like in a real contract, you and your chosen accountability buddy will sign it. And yeah, that's that. That's it done. And it struck me as a really good idea, especially for when you need that extra push. So yeah, I thought it would be a first, a good first thing to share with you in that segment. And the last segment I want to have in each episode is a noteworthy mention of the week where I'll share something that I'm loving this week and I think you should check. Like, it might be a book, a podcast episode, a video, a person, some food or activity. Basically, just something that is worth mentioning. It's pretty self-explanatory. I don't know why I went into that whole rant here. But yeah, um, this week it is a content creator and I have been obsessed with her ever since I accidentally found her on Instagram. She talks about productivity, about strategies you can implement basically to be your best self, about growth, uh, tips, tricks, just all that good stuff. Her name is Kate Philpot. I'm really hoping I'm not butchering her surname. Her handle on Instagram is more to, at, at more to life Kate, and she also has two YouTube channels. 
In one of them, she talks about similar things centered on self-development, productivity, um, and all of this. And on the other one, she does true crime videos, which are always so interesting and I'm a little bit obsessed. But yeah, I will leave links to the people or things I mentioned each week in the description thingy of the episode, so you can go ahead and check them out. But that's now the end of the first episode. Thank you so much for joining me and listening to me. And I cannot wait to share more with you in the next episodes that are coming. Just remember that you are the one writing your life and you choose the story. So keep writing the flow and I'll see you in the next episode. (laughs) 